in the parsha. There's actually this is this parsha has backwards nuns, and in the, between the two backward nuns in the Torah, you see we say it says Vayibin Soya Aron Vayemer Moshe. It's very tupsukim. What we say every day when we open the Aron, and one of the explanations brought down why we have those backward nuns is because it's separating a positive episode from a negative um, episode. That the, in in because the following story immediately after those backward nuns is the the reason why we all have in our genes the, uh, the ability to complain. Jewish people have have in their genes um, a strong. Um, uh, we lean very much towards complaining. Um, and um, it comes from the Jewish people in the desert. Story in this week's parsha. Very interesting story. Let's go through the story quickly. And then we'll try to give some perspective on it. The Jewish people complained. Not only did they complain, they were reminiscing their time in Egypt. Could you imagine? They were just slaves, right? But they're reminiscing their time in Egypt. And they're saying that we, we would have rathered um, to be been in Egypt eating the food that we were offered there, better than being now in the desert where all we have is the man. Now the man, there's many different interpretations. The Pasuk describes what it looked like and what it tasted like. Um, but they, were, they, they despised it. They didn't like it so much. They said, we want meat. We want meat. Right? We know going back uh, two, three, a hundred years ago, it was a, meat was a rare commodity, right? There wasn't something which was found in every house, even chicken. Some houses would only have it once a week on Shabbos, and some didn't even have it on Shabbos. Today, you, people have meat every night. And it's, it's, uh, every restaurant makes meat in a different way. But uh, the Jewish people then, they were complaining, they were in the desert, and they wanted a steakhouse. They wanted meat. And what was Moshe's response? Moshe got very upset. Moshe got very upset to the point... Where he asked God, he said, to kill me. He said, he said God, I, I can't handle these people. These people are too much for me. Is this the load that you gave me? You think I'm capable of, of handling such, such uh, complainers? And he asked God, he said, uh, take me away from my position. I, I, I can't do this. And so there's a whole back and forth where Hashem first says, okay, you can handle it, okay. Gather 70 people and I will put from your wisdom on them and they will help you with the load of the Jewish people. And even after that, Moshe still wasn't satisfied. Hashem said that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them meat. Go to the people and tell them I'm going to give them meat. Moshe said, turns back to God and says again, he challenges Hashem again. And he says to Hashem again, is there enough meat that can feed all these people? 600,000 people? Um, and Moshe interestingly adds a, a detail. And he says, even if you would gather all the fish, all the fish, even that wouldn't be enough for them. When is that after the Christian? Yeah, after Christian. It was so in the it, desert. So, very exactly. We're going to have to discuss a little what's going on here. But uh, Moshe said, even if you would gather all the fish, it wouldn't be enough for them. And Hashem responded, Hayad Hashem Tixar. Do you think Hashem is not capable of it? I could do it. Leave it up to me, Hashem says, I'll get it done. So, let's go through some of the psukim inside. And then I, I just picked the, chose a few psukim and we'll, we'll analyze the story a little. So there was the multitude, the Erev Rav, whoever it was, got the people to complain. They desired, um, they, did, they, had, they, they were craving meat. They were craving a steakhouse. They all started crying. They said, who's going to give us meat? 
So Moshe went on to complain to Hashem. Why did you do this? Do bad to me? Did I not find favor in your eyes? Did you put the load of these people on me? Did I um, conceive these people? Did I give birth to them? That you tell me I should I should uh, carry their load? Well, uh, where can I get meat to feed everyone? That they start they start crying to me to ask them for meat. I can't carry the load of these people. And um, so, so first Hashem went to the whole thing of getting, gathering 70 people. We won't, we're not going to go through that today. But then, go to the people and tell them, prepare yourselves. You're getting meat. Tell the people, God says, I'm going to give them meat. Because you cried for it, I'm going to give it to you. And Moshe didn't accept that. Vayemer Moshe. Moshe responded to Hashem. Sheish meis elaf raglia am asher noichi bekirbei. There are six hundred thousand people here that I'm amongst them. Vaata marta baser etin lahem. And you're going to say that I'm going to give them meat. Hatzaynu vakar yishachit lahem umatzal lahem. Well, even if you would uh, gather, there wouldn't be enough meat for them. Imas called the geayom yosef lahem umatzal lahem. Even if you would gather all the fish in the ocean, there wouldn't be enough for them. But Hashem responded to Moshe and said, Ayad Hashem tiksar. Is Hashem's hand short? Meaning, am I not capable of this? Atasira, wait, you'll see. Watch and see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this. So there's so, rare stories, not so rare, but it's actually rare about the, the Old Testament, the, the Bible that we have, which is that uh, the, the figure, the greatest figure, um, goes through these interesting dialogues with Hashem. You don't find this in other texts, which makes it unique. Um, where Moshe goes through these interesting conversations with Hashem. This is not the first time, right? We have by the golden calf, we had by the burning bush, the first time he, he encountered God, where Moshe had all back and forth. And this is another one of them. Moshe goes through a back and forth. Each of them are fascinating. And it's, it's obviously there's a lot, a lot to be discussed. We don't have enough time to discuss everything, so we'll pick a few details to discuss. What? Yeah, it, could, it sounds like a lack of faith, a lack of trust. However, yeah. So, what, what was going on here? What was bothering Moshe so much about the Jewish people asking for meat? Meaning, yes, he, like, like he mentioned, like Daniel said, yeah, Hashem did the greatest miracles for them. If Hashem could split the ocean, he could, he, and He could make the month fall from heaven, He could make ready-made, hot, smoky meat fall from heaven. <laughs> into the plate, into the hands of the Jewish people, ready to eat. Hashem could have done that. They're asking for meat. Okay, let God give them the meat. What was the big issue here? So the key to the answer, to one of the answers, one of the layers of explanation, um, can be found in the, in the fact that Moshe mentions fish. Where does Moshe throw in fish here? The Jews never mentioned fish in the request. They did. I didn't quote you when they were reminiscing what they had in Egypt. But uh, why is Moshe throwing in here the fish? They're talking about meat. They're asking for steak, and Moshe is discussing sushi. Like well, it's, uh, it's people don't put them on the same. We don't put them on the same plate, right? But what's what's going on here? Um, and that that can lead us to somewhat of the explanation if we go and discuss what is the idea of fish and meat. Um, and we're going to discuss it from a more mystical, um, Kabbalistic perspective, which can help us understand the story in the, with a very interesting perspective. What's the difference between fish and meat? We did discuss this in the past, a long time ago. 
um, a, few, a month or two ago. I don't remember exactly which parsha. But the difference between fish and meat is fish live in the ocean and meat live on land. And there's a big difference between the ocean and the land. In the words of Kabbalah, we call it, it, it corresponds to the Omadeh Skasya and Omadeh Galya, The hidden and covered world and the revealed world. The hidden and covered world is, is the ocean. Because the ocean, we say, Everything that there is in dry land exists in the ocean also. There's plants, there's many different types of species, there's uh, right, everything that there is in the ocean, um, uh, but it's covered. It's not in sight. Until they came up with scuba diving, no one was able to get to the bottom of the and submarines, no one was able to get to the bottom of the ocean to, and come back up alive, right? So it's, a, it's very, um, uh, very hidden from the human, the human eye. So it corresponds to the hidden spiritual worlds. Those uh, hidden spiritual worlds where, so to speak, godliness is more um, felt, is more uh, seen and felt by the, those create creatures that are there. And therefore it's hidden from us. It's hidden from us and we, we can't experience it. It can't enter the experience of a human in this world. The revealed worlds is the revealed, the worlds where godliness is more, more hidden and more um, out of sight. And because it's out of sight, it's the open and revealed world, the world that we, can, we are exposed to and we can experience. And we see this in the nature of, of, of those that live in the ocean and live in land. We live on earth and we know that we need oxygen to breathe, we need, um, we need air, and, and it's a, unfortunately, people don't think about that all the time, meaning acknowledge the fact that God gives us the ability to breathe. To praise God for every breath we take. But uh, people sometimes only realize this when unfortunately something happens to them where they need an oxygen machine or something. But uh, this is, the truth is, we're similar to the ocean, just like fish need water. And without water, it's a matter of minutes till, till they die. Um, the same thing is with us. Without oxygen, it's a matter of, I don't know the exact number of how, much, how long a person could survive without oxygen. But it's, so in that sense, we're similar, but how much is it, how clear is it to us? By a fish, it's more obvious to us that a fish needs the water. By us, on dry land, we, so to speak, feel um, more of living our own life Living a life where we don't feel an obvious connection to a source of life. And that's why people can walk around on the earth and deny that there's a God, deny that there's something, something that's giving them life. Um, the ocean, it's, it's, it represents a different experience, a different type of life. And this is different between fish and meat. Um, fish and meat, fish is so to speak more edel, more refined, a more refined type of food. And physically it's like that, it's easier for the body to, di- to digest. Meat is harder for the body to digest. They didn't do a favor, that's why they didn't, they didn't go on the table. Yeah, that, that's why. But this is, um, this is the, the reason, I brought in source three, uh, we all know that we, um, on Shabbos, we're supposed to eat fish and meat. And the custom is to first eat fish and then eat meat. And there's a reason for it. A halachic reason, which is based on health. Um, like many of the halachas where the Kafachaim here he quotes the Rambam I couldn't quote the whole thing but he quotes the Rambam in the Hilchus Deus where the Rambam goes to the whole health discussion um, but he, he says here the read source 3 that a person should eat fish before meat um, and a person should eat more um, lean meat 
before more uh, um, fatty meat. Um, and the reason for it is, because it's easier for the body to digest fish. The person should always eat first the food which is easier for the body to break down and digest before the heavier foods. And this is, this is why we eat fish before meat. So um, everything has a, um, has a, is a resemblance, is a reflection of, its, of what it really is spiritually. The um, meat, steak, animal food, right? Food that comes from an animal is more coarse, is more, has more uh, um, physical, uh, more of a physical experience to it. It's harder to digest, it's more fat, it's harder for the body to, um, to, to, to digest and represents more of a, of a physical experience. Um, fish, which is easier for, the, easier for the body to digest, it's more of a refined form of food, is more, um, more of a, is closer to spirituality, so to speak. Um, and this is the difference between the ocean and dry land. So, what was going on here is, Moshe and his generation, the generation that received the Torah, it was known to be a dar dea, a generation of knowledge. And the, spiritually, the generation of Moshe was of the highest generations that ever existed in the Jewish people. They, we, we can see that by the miracles that they experienced, then by, the close, by the close relationship they had with God. And because of that, if you look at the words, we can translate the words as such, that when Moshe says to Hashem, Vayimah Moshe, Sheish Meis Elef Ragli Ha'am, these are 600,000 people, Asher Anoichi Bekirbaik, that I am within them. Meaning, Moshe was the leader of the Jewish people then, and the Arizal and Kabbalah explains at great length the, how Neshamis are all connected, souls are all connected, and especially souls within one generation are very closely connected, and the reason why they are in that generation. So in the generation of Moshe, Moshe consisted inside of him from all the souls of the generation. And they were on a high level corresponding to the level of their leader, of Moshe. And they were on a very high level. And Moshe expected the Jewish people to be on his level, on his high, very spiritual level. The level of Moshe was a level where we also have in this week's parasha and the discussion with, with Aaron and Miriam, which we discussed yesterday, where Hashem speaks about uh, the humility of Moshe, of Oish Moshe, Anav Ma'ait, that Moshe was the humblest person of, of the, uh, out of all humanity. And Moshe represented this level of total submission and devotion to God. A level of a person which has such a close experience with God that they're higher and beyond any interaction with the physical world, and especially the lowest physical things, such as meat. So Moshe, when the Jewish people asked for meat, it's, it's so to speak brought down Moshe, like reality hit him, where these people are holding. He was expecting the people to be on a level where meat was out of the question. We're more refined. We're more spiritually in tuned. We just experienced the revelation of God on our Sinai, right? So Moshe was expecting the Jewish people to be on this level where meat was out of the question. Why, why even think about those low parts of creation from the physical world where we can experience man from heaven? We're experiencing godly food, food um, manufactured in heaven. And here you're discussing meat. It was very hard for Moshe to accept. Moshe said to God in a spiritual way, I can't handle these people. These people are too low for me. I was expecting them to be on a higher level. I can lower myself to the level that they're on. And God said, get 70 people. Put your wisdom on them. 
I won't get into, go into that really. But Moshe mentioned. How do you get, how do you get that? How do you get that from that? How do you get that? How do you get that? What did you just say? Because by, by, by the burning fire, he was questioning gas. And I, I'm trying he was to understand. Quite, quite a bit. Well, of course he had a lot of questions. But by the fire, yeah. he, he said, he was questioning, I, I can't go... Let's uh, finish this perspective and last questions after, okay? So Moshe, um, um, Moshe mentioned fish because to Moshe, even fish was of a lower spiritual status than what he was on. He was on the level to eat man, to eat man your whole life, right? To eat this food from manufactured in heaven. Here you're talking about, forget about steak, even, even sushi, even fish. That's not something which is, which is on my level to go and deal with. I'm so spiritual, I'm so spiritually in tune that it's below my level to go and deal with even something as, uh, as more, spirit, more refined as fish. And in the world of Neshamas, it's all Kabbalistic, and the Moshe was even greater than those Neshamas which are represented by the fish. But therefore, this was the discussion. This was a discussion between Moshe and God. And God said to Moshe, you think it's not within my capability to take a people where they're spiritual, spiritually, they represent a total devotion and submission to God. And to take them and be able to combine with that total devotion and submission to God, even something as physical as meat and fish, or as meat here, God says, I'm capable of it. I can merge the two, um, the two, these two um, uh, modes of conduct in the person. The mode of conduct of feeling is very spiritually in tune and close to God, and the feeling of being involved in the world. By many people, there's a separation between the two. Many people feel very physical. We feel that's what we feel, that's what we interact with. And people feel that I can't, I can't um, be, I can't deal with anything spiritual. It's not, a, not my cup of tea. Meditation, spirituality, it's not for me. And godliness, we talk about it, and it's something, but it's not for me. And there's many people that have the other way around, like Moshe here. We're saying, I'm, to, I'm so spiritually in tune to God. We know he separated from his wife, the whole story. Moshe was uh, someone that was, every moment God was able to speak to him, right? Literally, um, uh, uh, every moment was, was able to be a meeting with God. And uh, Moshe said, I should go and deal with meat, people that are, all they want is meat. But God says, I'm capable. God says, I'm capable of merging the two together. And that's what God did through the slav. The slav, the quail, and the, that, the, 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 the bird, bird is like a, 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 a merge between heaven and earth, right? Because birds fly and they're on the ground. We discussed this a long, a long time ago. And this, this, this love represents um, the, the type of food which can merge heaven and earth, so to speak. And God said, I'm, I'm going to give this to the Jewish people, and I'm capable of helping the Jew reach such a place where they can merge their spiritual experience with their physical experience. And this is the task that ever since then is given to us. We eat meat, we eat fish, and everything that we eat has a spiritual reason, a godly purpose. Everything we, 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 we're taught, the kol ma'asach Hashem shemayim, and b'chol derechach and everything that you do, you need to find something, a godly purpose in it, and do it for a godly reason. And therefore, yes, the fact that we're given the ability to eat all these delicacies, in our generation especially, where it's very easy to, to get, it's not rare, and it's not something that people only have on Shabbos, and something that people only have once a month, it's something that we can have every day. Right? Some people can't, uh, can't handle going by a few days without a nice uh, piece of meat. And it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. Because we're able, God gave, gives us the ability to take even the most physical things and involve them in our spiritual journey, in our godly journey. And that's our job. 
That's a job that we learned from here. God was telling Moshe, you may be very spiritual, but that doesn't take away from dealing with the physical world. And he says to Moshe that yes, I want these people to be, to be dealing with um, merging the two together, having a spiritual and close connection with God, but at the same time, being able to translate that and use the physical world as part of um, their journey with um, God. So this is an um, a interesting take. And um, using, by the way, using the same thing, the Alter Rebbe beautifully in the Kutatara explains Kabbalistically, according to Chassidus, about um, the, why we eat fish before meat. Because if you look at a person, this is a very, just a, if, if you look at a person, it's very holy, very spiritual, right? And there, this person is coming from davening, right? Before you eat, you daven. And when you're davening, as I mentioned this a while ago, the Baal Shem Tev said that it's a wonder, the fact that a person could daven and still stay in his physical body. The soul, while he's davening, one is yearning to, 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 to be connect, close to God. When you reach Shemana Esra, if you would experience that experience for real, the way your soul's experiencing it, we are experiencing it, we're just not always in tune with our soul. If we would experience it like our soul's experiencing it, it's a wonder how we could remain in our body when we finish davening. So when you go from davening to go and eat, it's not so easy to immediately go and deal with, with the lowest physical thing. Therefore, you have to start with fish. You start with fish, because fish is more refined, easier to elevate. And once you deal with fish, you already got your, your soul to be involved in the physical world to drop, then we go to meat. So interesting take that's in source four. So that's why you share a breakfast every morning? <laughs> we merge the two together. Okay, yeah, this is an interesting perspective, an insight and take on the story. Um, have a wonderful day.